It's early, but it's already a hot one in the swamp. Welcome, folks. It's August 17, 2022. It's a Todd cast like we've never done before. Here's Todd. Santana and Rob Thomas. Let me tell you, got a cool front coming in, but I wanted to say for the last last hundred days, you know, hundred fifty days might be the day for forty hours. Well, so there you go. Time bit changing, as they say. Yeah. As we always said, if you don't get up today, what says you'll get up tomorrow. What's that going over there on your side of the swamp? Is that a Toddism? I don't know. You can get shots for that. Kind of sound like know. one. All right. Well, you know, you turn 18, you can start scratching off tickets legally. Lotto tickets, that is. Yeah. Shocked in Maryland, an 18-year-old resident scratched off his first ever lottery ticket and discovered he'd won a $50,000 prize. Well, that happens all the time. Beginner's luck, so they wow. say. Wow. Yeah, he said, I was confused and surprised at the same time. I really didn't know that I was a winner. Uh, so he said he's going to buy him a new car with some of it. And he's real popular now. That's, yeah. All right, so a new novelty ice cream product is actually meant to recall the flavor of peanut shells on a bar floor. That's right. Miller High Life is partnered with Tipsy Scoop maker of alcohol-infused ice cream, to create the ice cream dive bar. Listen to what it's supposed to taste like. Beer, peanut swirl, tobacco smoke flavor, caramel, and a dark chocolate dip. The peanut swirl is designed to mimic the peanut shells frequently found on bar floors. This sounds terrible. A six-pack costs $36. Well, back when I was doing ERs, Get called out, you know, in the middle of the night, some old boy or girl or man or woman that had been overtaken by ignorant oil. And then as they proceeded to barf all over oh. the x ray table, and, you know, I get them on the sides while we wore scrub suits, of course. Uh, I can still smell that. I don't Ooh, know. Hey. I probably won't be investing $36 on that product. Definitely not. Woo! Definitely, definitely not. Woo! Let's see what else we can do. Well, I'm thinking down uh, at the construction sites. You know, they have these little portable outhouses. And, no, okay. It's, it's getting, got nails in yeah, it, It's going to be a sticky okay. subject right now. The word is stinky subject. Yeah. Wow! Well, Happy birthday, Donnie Wahlberg, 1969, from New Kids on the Block, the brother that's uh, on uh, Blue Bloods, actor, musician. Yeah. Like yeah, all they those make guys. hamburgers, too. Don't they? Their other brother. Other yeah, brother. Other brother, Dale. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, 1965, Steve Gorman from the Black Crows. He's a drummer. Really? It's his birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to him because I just read yesterday his wife's divorcing him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, play that tune, buddy. Okay. 1955, a little music news for you. Elvis Presley released what would become his first number one hit. I forgot to remember to forget Mystery Train. The flip, flip side. It hit the top of the country chart several months later and stayed there for five weeks. They don't know where to put him. 
No, that was the country chart. Wasn't a category farm? Not really. Well, I love it. Can relate to that. Don't know where to put him. Yeah, pretty That's wild. Okay. Somebody finally found the spot, though, apparently for Elvis. I think I think he did pretty well. His estate's making millions for uh, that area. I was talking, saw a story yesterday. Those people were lined up. Yeah. All right, 1959 American jazz trumpeter Miles Davis released Kind of Blue, which is regarded by many critics as jazz's greatest record. So it's one of the best of all time. Pretty good player. So his influence on music, including jazz, rock, and classical genres, has led writers to also deem it one of the most influential albums ever recorded. Whoa. Okay. There's been a few good albums recorded, you yeah. know, when you get stabbed like that. You know, we were voted best podcast. No kidding. Yes. By the two dogs that live here? In the swamp, yes. That's yeah. right. Sadie and Lex, we appreciate it. Yeah. All right. 1964, Glasgow Council in Scotland announced that all boys and men with Beatles-style haircuts would have to wear bathing caps after a committee was told that hair from beetle cuts was clogging the pool's filters. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why they don't want you to wear cut-off jeans in pools. Oh, the spray or yeah, yeah. 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 So I used to tell, uh, uh, I don't think I can say that on the air. Okay, go ahead. Okay, 1968, moving along. The Doors started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with Waiting for the Sun. The group's third album spawned their second U.S. number one single, Hello, I Love You. Bum, 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 bum. All right, a little history news for you. 1590. Wow. The governor of Roanoke Island, John Wyatt, returns from England after three years to find the colony deserted. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I remember reporting on that before. I just think that's pretty funny. Uh, first of the gold rush, the Klondike Gold Rush, 1896 in Alaska. Yep. No. All right, 1957. Wife of sports editor and grandmother Alice Roth earns free Philadelphia Phillies tickets after being unfortunate enough, unfortunate enough to be struck by not one but two foul balls. <laughs> So the, the, Sorry about that. <laughs> batter Richie Ashburn fouled the first ball into the stands, breaking her nose. And wow. then medics began carrying her away when Ashburn fouled the second pitch, breaking a bone in her knee. Well, free I tickets. Believe that stadium. She's trying to. Free tickets. Wow. And that's before cell phones. Yeah. So we can't blame that. All right, so about 30 years ago, what were you doing, Dad? Woo! I don't know if you're ready. If you want to tell your story, if you're, you're part of it, or I'll tell mine. Yeah, go ahead first. and tell yours now, and then I'll tell mine. All yeah. right, well, 30 years ago today, 1992, August 17th, was my first day of the sixth grade, but I never went. Uh, my dad and I were actually on the way probably right now to... Uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. My brother was already in surgery. 
getting his old piece of junk lungs taken out and they're falling in the pan, falling apart in the pan and brand new, fresh, healthy lungs put in and uh, change our lives, change his life is a miracle, really, uh, forever. So I'm going to send it over to dad, but I want to push organ donation and you can go to organdonor.gov, organdonor.gov and become an organ donor because you're not going to use those things after you croak. That's right. What do you know, Dad? Hey, uh, yesterday we started talking about healthy uh, foods for our hearts. And today we're going to talk and, and we talked about dark leafy greens and fatty fish. And today, whole grains like whole wheat, oats, brown rice, barley, or quinoa. Okay are the least processed type of grain, which means they retain all their beneficial nutrients. Whole grains, as opposed to refined grains like white bread, work to protect your heart. Adding an extra one or two daily servings to your diet may reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. Remember class, cardio is heart, vascular is your blood vessels, veins and arteries. Whole grains are versatile and can be eaten in a variety of ways. Add them as a side to your meal or as a replacement for white rice slash bread. Avocado. Monosaturated fats are essential for heart health and avocados are rich in them. Potassium also has heart benefits and avocados contain this mineral as well. Including an avocado in your diet can help lower cholesterol levels, while potassium can lower blood pressure and reduce your risk of stroke. Add avocado to salads and sandwiches or eat it for breakfast with eggs or avocado toast. There you go. We'll talk about some more down the road, but kind of makes you want to have an avocado like right now. Kind of, sort of. One of Kobe's favorite and ours. Heck, I messed up his life in Casey's. I introduced him to George Carlin. But here we go. There's another quote by George Carlin. Have you ever noticed that anybody driving slower than you is an idiot? And anyone going faster than you is a maniac. <laughs> That's right, George. We do think of that sometimes. <laughs> that fool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys in those big old pickup trucks, oh my gosh, and you look at them and you can't see them because they're so little. Teeny tiny. <laughs> in there driving, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah. I do know that our entrusted hands here, I have a DeWalt manual. And here they are today. And somebody's saying, when's he going to get off of that? When they finally want to run out of pages. I'm not, saying this, I'm not saying that this is crazy. But my gosh, they must have got a lot of lawsuits against them years ago. And here's another warning about when you're doing the maintenance on it. I didn't know we even got the maintenance. I didn't know we even got to use the thing yet. But here we go. Warning. To reduce the risk of serious personal injury... Turn unit off and remove the battery pack before making any adjustments or removing 
installing attachments or accessories. Now that is a good one. Yes. I'm thinking, warning, do not <laughs> buy or use. Oh, man. Just, here we go. I'm telling you, don't make them up. Just read them. And you know if something does occur like now and you go to see the company say well it was in the manual it was under the warnings page page eight you should have read it man i'm telling you you know what song died 150 uh, verses, verses yeah, you know I, i'm telling you they're going after songs <laughs> they're going after them oh my goodness i could talk a long time which i know that worries some of you but uh 30 years ago, Archie Blanton took Casey and I to the airport on this end. We flew back into Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And if you've been reading the book, or if you have read it, the day ain't over yet. When uh, we were picked up at the airport by Doug Witt. And Doug, uh, I told him where to go to the hospital, let us out. We pulled into the PT area. And yes, there was a parking space. <laughs> it's that's uh, gotta read part the book. Of it. So we get on up there to the the waiting room, and uh, they had already put in one lung, and they were about halfway through putting in the other. And the nurse was coming out reporting said that his color was beginning to go pink, pretty instant, and things were looking very good. And what all that took to get all that to that day, because he went to number one in the nation of needing uh, the organs, the lungs at the time, because it was pretty, looking pretty down there. But we just had faith and other people had the faith and it came through and some organs came in. Kobe weighed 49 pounds that particular day. Now, all that that we were positive for us and going good, those lungs had to come from someone. And uh, we always pray for the, the families that lost the, the particular one. But this particular instant, this young boy's lungs, he had told his mother if anything ever happened to him, he wanted his organs to be donated. And there was a young man in South Carolina involved in a uh, car accident. Well, actually, he was on a bicycle in the car, hitting, but he ended up being kind of his fault. But doesn't matter at the time whose fault it is, you know. But the young man lost his life. And gave our son 16 plus years but i know right now that his mom and brothers and all this time of year is pretty sad for them our, our prayers go out for them but casey brought up organ donation I just can't say enough about organ donation i'm a benefit of a corneal transplant back in 1975 and apparently our family's got to have help from other people all the time. And we all do. I don't care who you are. But uh, we are forever thankful. And not knowing anything about the 
what the people are doing now that was involved in all that 30 years ago. Some of them probably are deceased now, whatever. But I do want to read this one little thing from the book about, and I'll set this up a little. Uh, when I got to go see Kobe for the first time, and he was, of course, in the, uh, we called it the aquarium, because yeah. it was a glass you could look in seeing, but we got to go in, and uh, this is what I'm going to read. When I saw Kobe, he, of course, was tubed up. His color was great. He opened his eyes and squeezed my hand. I knew then we did the right thing by coming to Chapel Hill 178 days ago. <laughs> my mother called when we got back to the waiting room. Jeannie, who is my sister, and Dale, my nephew, were coming in about 7 o'clock. It was getting close to 7.30 p.m., so Casey and I went out and waited. The Tar Hill One helicopter took off, so Casey got to see it leave for the first time. Jeannie and Dale came driving up, honking the horn, definitely from Texas, I hollered. Are y'all looking for Ramsgate? And I tell you, I don't know what I'd do without my sister. And a crazy boy hers anyway. They all looked numb like I was. Kobe still looked good. They got to see him up on the second floor. But this one right here, how God puts things in place. We stayed for a while and then we were leaving. Nurse stepped outside and took his mask off. It was our next door neighbor, Kevin Brady. He would be Kobe's nurse for the night. He said he would be home around 8 in the morning and would give us the report. Now, how awesome. wild is all that yeah. kind of stuff? And anyway, I finished up this day. Uh, I mean, I finished up this report on the journal that day. I thanked God and slept real good. All right. So, I remember the aquarium, and I wasn't able to go in the first day of the Kobe had gained 14 pounds in the surgery of fluid. They didn't think I'd be able to take it because I was only 11 at the time, but they didn't know what I had seen up until that point. But that's okay. That's okay. That's I'm over. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so you're looking in, and I mean, he's connected to everything it seemed in the hospital. He was plugged in. But anyway, they got him up, and he walked uh, with all those tubes and machines and IV poles and it took like three or four nurses to carry all the stuff in a wheelchair pushing some of the the stuff he had four chest tubes and uh anyway like dad said we could go on and on but we all have our different viewpoint of it and I remember being in that huge waiting room and uh just waiting for that doctor to come out and give us a report on Kobe but it's about a 13-hour surgery um but it, like Dad said, it turned into 16 years worth of a great life for my brother and, and the rest of us. So we appreciate you donating your organs. We thank you to the family. And uh, it's just something that's amazing for us. And I can't believe it's been 30 years. You know, Dr. Detterbeck is 30 years older and a young boy that he would bring on round sometimes at the <laughs> nurse's station. He's got to be about 36 years old now. And uh, my brother wrote, I'll post it today. I'll post it on Facebook. Kobe wrote a poem called The Man with the Magic Hands, and it's about his surgeon. 
Uh, they put in those new lungs, Dr. Detterbeck. So I'll put that up there today. Y'all can check it out on Kobe Gent Memorial and Swamp Productions on Facebook. Hey, because the day ain't over yet. It ain't. Let's help somebody. Keep the faith and uh, Thanks a strong for this. mindset. And I'm the retired coach. And I'm the kid. Thanks for listening. He definitely made it count.